ride with me in my foul life. Podcast world, what's up? Chad Belling back at you. Another episode of the Foul Life Podcast. We are proud to bring this new series to you through TFL Productions and the studios here at the Foul Life and Banded. We are going to be working with the folks over at Outdoor Sportsman's Group and specifically Wildfowl Magazine, the Wildfowl brand, the Wildfowl legacy. You've seen it all over your duck lodges, your duck camps. It doesn't matter if you're with an outfitter or just somebody that's eaten up by mallard ducks, diver ducks, Canada geese, snow geese, speckle belly geese. They probably are going to have a wildfowl somewhere within their reach, whether it's in their truck their office, their living room, or Skip Knoll's favorite place to have one in Il Bano. And if you look up Il Bano <laughs> in Google, you will know that that means a certain place in your house that's very private. And that's where Skip keeps his whole stack of Wildfowl magazines. I'm fired up to have Skip Knowles today, editor-in-chief, brand manager at Wildfowl, and Layden Force, the man behind this idea of bringing the Wildfowl magazine legacy and brand to a podcast format and platform. So we have something to go along with. We're going to try to put some audio and some words to what's being laid out and what I have termed. And I don't know if I said it first, and I, I really want to have a private conversation with Skip Knowles as we get started on this is because when I finally got my 2020-21 Wildfowl giant annual gear issue, 196 pages of pure excellence, pure genius, it says what I have termed this magazine, the Waterfowler's Bible. So I'm thinking that Skip heard me say that one day, and then he put it on front of the magazine or Layden did. I don't know if that's to be true. They might have to go to court to get proven that they didn't <laughs> steal it from me. But it is. It is seriously, and I don't use that term lightly, and I know these gentlemen don't when they put that on the cover. But I'm holding it up right now on the camera for all of you YouTube viewers to see. That's what I'm talking about, the Waterfowler's Bible. And when we see this August edition come out, we absolutely lose our minds because waterfowl hunters are gear nuts we are gear nerds and i'm telling you that's that's one of the coolest things about our heritage and lifestyle is how we can go through and build our arsenal no matter what picture we're trying to paint there's something out there by the awesome manufacturers across the country so skip Knowles, laden force outdoor sportsman's group wildfowl magazine the wildfowl brand welcome to the foul life podcast uh, thanks for having us chad we appreciate it Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all being on. Skip, how are you today? Very good. Very good, man. I'm like everybody. I'm just kind of sick of the heat and uh, ready to smell some gun smoke and see feathers floating through the air again, you know, and see my breath. It's uh, a long, hot summer, man. And uh, that's what makes the gear issue so fun. Is it's a little escapism, a little vacation at your desk with, uh, with that magazine, for sure. So I, I, I do agree with the 100%. It is an escape. And answer me this, Skip. Um, First off, when you woke up on this Monday morning and you looked in the mirror and you put that hat on, did you all of a sudden feel like Clark Kent in a phone booth? I felt instantly smarter. You know, like I would have a vision to, to name my, my biggest magazine of the year, the Bible. Oh, wait, that's that's just trying to emulate Chad Belding, actually. No. I think, I, right that, I think you are. I don't know if it's what my mom would call a kawinky dink, Skip, but I mean, I'm pretty sure that I should have a little bit of a quote underneath there, right? My name should be on the cover. <laughs> All right, so let's 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 talk about the cover of Wildfowl. This I, I don't know who took this cover photo. I would guess I'm going to look in here now that I have it. Is it Lee Jost that took the cover photo? That's right. Yeah. Why why is Lee Jost so successful at the coveting this many times, you know, this, this type of deal, you see his photos on a lot of covers on a lot of different publications. I don't know how many he's got, but I'm sure it's close to triple digits. I bet in his career, very talented. Um, he leaves his mark on him to where I could probably spot most of them and say, that's a Joe's photo. Like I did today. Awesome with setting up the hunt. Like this one on the front of the new gear issue is a full body Canada goose set up with ground blinds, which is an awesome thing to see because a lot of people think that they are obsolete elite now with one of the hunters up with his lanyard full of calls around his neck flagging and then another guy with his hands positioned around his short reed goose call trying to lure in some big honkers so what what is it skip about lee that makes you have the you know the confidence to put his stuff on a cover to sell it because it's beautiful what has it been over the years that he's consistently done to be this successful you know <laughs> 
excuse me, the great challenge for a writer and what a really good writer does set differently than, than most is you can look at the world and you actually see what's there because most people are just sweeping over things. And what Lee can do is he can look through a camera and actually see what's there. Popularity of photography has gone, you know, nuclear the last 20 years as digital has made it so accessible for everyone. But most people just look through the lens, point it, and they don't really see what they're looking at. And Lee, if you look at that guy calling on that cover, there is no question whether he is really getting after it. He's not holding a call to his lips. He's loaded up the fatty parts of his mouth, right, Chad? And, uh, and Lee fatty, just fatty tissues. Fatty tissues. I got lots of that. More by midsummer than I can have come honey season. <laughs> but uh, look at this photo. I mean, one it's of the gorgeous. greatest photographers of our time, Andy Anderson. He did the so God create so God made a farmer Super Bowl ad series. You know, four years ago, he called this Lee Joe's photo the best uh, photo of a retriever ever. This is from our April dog issue. Lee just he can see it is all it is, and, and he can capture it. Well, hey, put that one back up there. What I love about is the realism of of what of what the hunt is like the the canvas back decoy in the foreground, right? So all of a sudden your eyes are drawn to that, but then you can't help but see this big powerful yellow lab with a camouflage vest on, jumping, you know, just the the adrenaline of a lab, the power of a lab to go retrieve that duck that's laying out there amongst those diver decoys, and I and and, and the gray skies and it's got the Lee Joe's feel to it. So that's another one you look at, and. Then the other question that comes to my mind is how, you know, the, the post-production of photos today, like, is this a real photo as far as the geese? Like one of the things that I love in this photo is the geese in the background flying over that tree line. Right. And to me, that's I've seen that so many times in Kansas and all over Illinois and that area um, where there's a lot of tree lines where honkers, you know, readily associate themselves with. But I see that where it's it's not really stand out and in your face. But if you look and you pick the picture apart, there's a lot going on in that picture that a hunter can start to visualize and put himself or herself in that and live through it vicariously. And I think that that's what a good photograph is supposed to do. And it draws you in. So I'm not sure if Lee gets on his stomach and he's got this thing set up or if he just sees it right away and he knows it and he can get that photo. It's just, uh, it, it brings the magazine to life. And so great job on the cover. First of all, I really like this cover. Last year's cover is this photo. And I would, I don't know for sure, but I, I, I would go out on a limb and say that that's Lee Jost again, for sure. So I don't know if I, it's a little bit different just because the background is so blurred out and it's all about the hunter and his dog, right. And in, in the, in the aftermath of what a hard day's work is for the, for the grinder of a waterfowl hunter. Right. Um, so I, 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 I love that, that aspect of the magazine that it just, when you get it, you're like totally ingrained from the get go on the cover. Right. And not all covers do that. A lot of magazine covers don't do that to me. Um, so maybe who have this magazine. I did, I'm just going to interrupt you real quick, Chad, and I apologize, but I would say that, you know, Skip's talked to um, Lee's ability to be able to to see through the camera lens. Right. But not only see through the camera lens, but see through the eyes of an enthusiast. And if you spent some time with Lee in your career, you know that the, the guy's a waterfowl nut. He's a hunter. He knows exactly what he wants to put in that photo that's going to relate to the guy like you or the guy like Skip or the guy like, you know, Joe Smith that lives in northwest Arkansas, just north of Stuckart, not too far. You know, he's he can see what, what the end user, the consumer wants to see and knows what to put through that camera lens uh, on that screen for, for the end user to hook them, you know, and that's, so it's pretty neat to have a guy that talented that is one of our family members, you know, as, as a waterfowl hunter. Yeah, I agree. And I appreciate you saying that Layden. I think that, you know, Lee's built a tremendous career in photography and I know that he's got other business endeavors going on, but he does a heck of a job of paying. He, he is such, I need to mention that he is just such a hard worker too. Yeah, I've seen him laying freezing water. Uh, I think three issues ago, we shot the gear issue cover with Addison from Gunner Kennels, a bunch of canvas backs, a guy waiting. Um, and Lee laid in the freezing February or January, late January water at Honey Break, one of your favorite spots to uh, to get that photo on. He got soaked and it was freezing. Skim ice, didn't care. No, I, that's what I've heard about. I've never been on set with him. I don't, I don't, I don't really know Lee. I just, I'm a fan of his work and that's all I really have to go on. I don't know if I, I think I met him one time at a Benelli party when we launched the 828, the original 828 a few years ago. But so, you know, this podcast series, the Wildfowl Gear Issue powered by Wildfowl, the Wildfowl brand. Wildfowl is not just a magazine. It's a, it's a legacy amongst 
water american waterfowl hunters canadian waterfowl hunters i've made the 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 comment besides the bible comment that was so wrongfully stolen from me in my vernacular (laughs) i um I've all I've also said that if I walk into a duck lodge and I don't see a wildfowl anywhere, it loses instant credibility with me. And I probably am going to leave within 10 minutes um, with that and probably not even say hello. And I mean that in a joking way, but I truly feel that if you're a serious waterfowl operation, you're going to have this 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 magazine close by for your clients to get a hold of and, and, and get ready for the next day's hunt or that night's meal or whatever, whether it's reading an article or seeing it through the camera and the photos or the gear guide. So this podcast series, I'm excited. This series I'm excited about because we got some freaking studs coming on here. Kelly Powers, 1999, 2000 world goose calling champion, owner operator of final flight outfitters in Tennessee. Great, great retail outlet mag uh, catalog and online business. They just do a, such a good job of not just providing awesome gear in selection, but also customer service and the culture of waterfowl, turkey hunting, rifle shooting, fishing. We got Tony Vandemore from Habitat Flats coming on, probably one of the you know most successful outfitters of all time in the history of waterfowling and probably arguably the number one destination in America right now to visit that and Honey Break and Hooray Ranch, I've said, are always in the top three. I know there's a lot more, so please don't write in and say that we offended you. We love everybody. It's just that Habitat Flats has become a ham. We're looking forward to having Tony on here to talk about shotguns. George Thompson from Benelli, Fred Zink, the man, the myth, the legend, the, the pioneer, the trailblazer of so many things that make waterfowl success, hunters successful today. Um, we have a lot of manufacturers coming on from AVNX and Bandit and Greenhead Gear and 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 and, and so in so many different parts of this from federal ammunition to Rob Roberts choke tubes. We're going to meet these people. We're going to get inside their lives, inside their brains. What's going on in the industry to provide the products that people are going to open up this magazine when they get it out of their mailbox or off of the shop at Barnes and off of the shelf at Barnes and Noble. And we're going to get a better idea, I think, than it's it's going to you know it's going to accommodate this and they're going to hear it. They're going to hear stories. They're going to hear opinions and they're going to be able to read up on it. And so let's get started. We got the gear issue that kicks off. The magazine's awesome because it's not just all gear, but it's got some really cool, you know, one of the coolest parts about the gear issue is seeing what manufacturers are up to with their print ad design and how creative people are getting. And, and, and you take a lot of pride in having an ad in this, but um, there's a lot of good editorial. There's some letters from skip in here. Is is that you blowing this duck call skip? Because that's got to be Photoshop for sure. <laughs> um, I'm glad that this magazine doesn't come with audio. Just kidding, Skip. Totally kidding. Um, but there's a lot of good stories in here. There's a lot of good rhetoric. There's a lot of good instruction. And then we get to what we're here for is the gear issue. Layden, in a nutshell, in a nutshell, why... Has this certain magazine, this one, you know, the gear issue, why has it gained so much credibility with this enthusiastic audience? Man, in, in a nutshell, that's a, that's a tough question to ask um, or a tough question to answer. It's an easy question to ask. But, you know, we have so many, um, I would say, I, I don't even like calling competitors. I like calling counterparts in influencing the industry of waterfowl. And uh, there's some some great folks out there, but I just really think that this legacy brand of Wildfowl, long before myself, I got involved or Skip got involved, which pre- preceded me, um, was founded by some some great individuals that were enthusiasts in the category and, and understood the needs of the end user and, and what they were looking for. And um, as time grew and we started to introduce the equipment issue, we just pulled at their heartstrings because, you know, hey. I mean, it is what it is. Look, we've joked around about deer hunters because, you know, I'm one of them. And there's, uh, you know, 10 times the amount of deer hunters out there in the marketplace in North America that there are duck hunters right now. And they tend to get the attention when it comes to uh, outdoor media. And I think that this is one of those brands to try to put in a nutshell what you asked or or answer that stood up for that 1X consumer uh, versus the 10X out there and really spoke to their passion of waterfowl hunting and providing them with they need to know about what's newest in the industry and really saying, hey, we know that everybody's going to focus on rifles and, and center fire cartridges and tree stands and all that fun stuff. But here's what you need to know. Here's where you can go to a Rogers or a final flight or um, you can go to a Presley's in central Illinois and find this is what you need to be looking for. We're coming to you with the latest and greatest in waterfowl industry right here in this 200 pages. And, um, and it's 200 pages. Um, you know, we, we work for the Outdoor Sportsman Group. 
Uh, we have about 15 other brands that um, were founded as publications that are developing into exactly that brands. Um, but this is the largest, the single largest magazine that's produced across those 15 brands uh, in the whole year, uh, every year, and has been for a while. And, and we're not talking about slouches of, of brands. We're talking about Guns and Ammo, In Fisherman, uh, Peterson's Hunting, Bow Hunter Magazine, Peterson's Bow Hunting, go down the Game and Fish, go down the list. These are all huge brands, um, arguably much larger than, let's say, per capita the wildfowl audience. Um, but I would I would be the first to say that this is one of the most passionate audiences that we have across all those brands. And um, man, you got to make you got to make great content for a great crowd, and uh, that's what that equipment issue does. Yeah, enthusiasts for sure, and 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 it's not cheap. Waterfowling is not cheap. Now we talk about deer hunting. Deer hunting is, it's awesome. But I mean, you can get away with an orange vest and a rifle with two shells sometimes. Um, right. Not not to take away anything of the food plots and the land preservation and preparation and the, everything that goes into a lot, some of the deer hunters that are out there and landowners of. But um, there's a 14 million deer hunters in our country. And it's awesome to see kids and little girls and little boys getting involved and going out with their dad. Waterfowl hunting is a little bit different. It's, it's, um, just the laws behind it, the regulations, skip knows identifying birds on the wing, how intimidating that can be to newcomers coming into this. So the confidence that a magazine and a brand and a legacy like wildfowl can give a newbie and somebody that's just being introduced is another great part um, of what I say, Hey, pick this up and read it because it's kind of the, the consumer reports. If you're a new dad getting involved in this, go in here and check out some of the, the gear that, that has the credibility to be in wildfowl. And then you, at least you're educated when you go to that retailer, you go online and you're looking for um, whether it's a polycarbonate injection molded goose call compared to a hand tuned, you know, cast acrylic custom goose call that Kelly Powers builds at Power Calls or Zinc's building at Avian X. Um, that's the way that I look at it is gives you a little bit of a head start. So I want people to understand that this is not something that we want you to pick up and go oh my gosh, it's so overwhelming you just gave me, I'm going to go one <laughs> two Three, four, five, six, seven, seven pages just of waterfowl calls. Well, how does the newcomer coming into this even have a clue? what to go with. Well, this isn't saying, this is saying, Hey, here's what our opinion is. Here's some facts about these calls. Now you as the consumer can go and say, Oh, rich and tone's got this. I'm going to call the shop. I'm going to see what's going on with it. I'm going to do a little bit more research. I'm going to go to max and stand at the call counter in Stuttgart and listen to some people blow them. I'm going to pick their brains about what's easier to maneuver for the newcomer. Is it a single read? Is it a double read is, you know, what's the back pressure? Like there's so much that goes into the purchase of everything down to calls and ammo and guns and decoys and sleds and four wheelers and boats and motors and camouflage jackets and bibs and waders and i could keep going for another 60 minutes right. of just boom 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 <laughs> yeah. just hot seat and how much gears here right so it can right. be intimidating but this is going to give the consumer a good start of like oh this is not only is it laid out nicely and not only do the print ads help but it's got a lot of good imagery and content and details about these products so keep that in mind boys and girls men and women as you open up your new 2020-21 gear issue that don't let it overwhelm you let it be what it's meant to be it's going to be table fare for the next two to three months of your life as we get ready to figure out what the epi the pandemic's going to do and are we going to Canada are we going to go early season in Minnesota, North Dakota, where are we going to kick off our season? Where are we going to do before it opens up down south in those 60 days? Bless us. So think about that. Don't, all, don't try to read it in one day. Take your time and really d dissect it and do a forensic audit of the details that Skip and Layden and the crew at Wildfowl and OSG have laid out. Because if you try to do it in one day, you're, it's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Don't try to watch. <laughs> if you think that you got Pulp Fiction figured out after one time, you're crazy. You got to watch it eight to yeah. nine times. And that's what this magazine is. It's not confusing. It's just overwhelming. And the sport and the culture of waterfowl hunting can be overwhelming. Don't let it be. Let's all learn this together. And that's why I'm proud to have these guys on the podcast. As you guys are laying it out, Skip, and you get into the gear part of it, you know, you get halfway through this thing and the gear is just laid out. It's got an awesome setup of, it looks like sea ducks or, or I don't know if those are Brant. I haven't really looked. It might be Brant on a, on a, on a, on a set. Are those Brant? Is that a Brant hunt, Skip? No, that's a Great Salt Lake photo I shot of teal, and, and mostly we shot teal and spoonies there. Yeah, that's a cool picture, man. It's all esoteric. It's bizarre, that place, man. It can be like half inch deep, and someone could be walking out there and just look like they're walking on water, and it's 
heaven for bird dogs. My gosh, because they can just cut a line towards a, a bird that sails out 200 yards and just rip a rooster tail all the way to them. It's really amazing fun. It looks like it could easily be a little bay up in north northwestern California on a brant hunt when the t- you know before the tide comes in or goes out and you're kind of timing it, but. It kicks off. It says gear. And we open, we, we turn the page and Mr. Bill Wilroth, I'm going to have to call him and see how he got this, a little two-page spread ad of <laughs> Wilroth, the little decoy nerd that I love from Vermilion, South Dakota. If you're listening, Bill, call me, please. Quit ghosting me. We're supposed to go eat sushi. But we start off with decoys. And again, overwhelming, right? Lots of good manufacturers in the space. I prefer greenhead gear personally. I love greenhead gear decoys. I love the idea of the different models, the different full bodies, the floaters, the ducks, the different species, all of the texturing, the anatomy. Um, what is it? What, what do you look for, Skip? You're a customer. You're going in. How, how do we figure out what mallard floaters to buy? This, this is a, a, a really serious question because when it's right, you're going to get them. But what are we looking for in our decoy spread? So go through this wildfowl, guys and girls, and figure out what am I really looking for? Look at things like durability. Look at things like customer service. Look at things like reputation and what people are saying about the, the, the response they're getting from birds over them, the realism. Do they swim? What are their kills like? Are they holding up? Is the paint staying on them? Are they easy to bag up? What do I do with them, Skip? Do I use a Texas rig system? Do I bag them up? Do I individually slot bag them? Think about all these questions going through the consumer's mind and what you guys have laid out here to give them that head start. Yes, you can individually slot bag these. You could Texas rig them and hang them on your wall. You can do this. You can do that. Just protect your decoys. Take care of them. You know why? Because they're sacred. Everything in this magazine is sacred to the waterfowl, duck, and goose hunter. And as we keep going through it, just an awesome section on different tips and tricks and, and, and little gadgets that you can formulate your arsenal with. When you look at it, Layden, do you, do you, is it deer hunter is a guy that doesn't talk to people you do weird stuff with your clothes you put them in oxygenated (laughs) bags you don't like duck hunters because we stay up too late um do you and you guys make weird sounds like (laughs) do you look at this and get fired up to see your work and and to see the layout oh a hundred percent man and and um just for the record, I'm, I'm a duck hunter too. I'm a duck hunter too. I just, just because I'm the host of a deer show doesn't mean you have to pick on me that much. Oh, you're, I just, no, I, I meant, I meant to tell you, you guys do good, you, you guys do a good job on North American whitetail. No. I love Stan Potts. You yeah. killed all the, uh, you killed all the deer in Missouri. They're all behind you there on the wall. There's all the deer in Missouri. So you, you got a duck right now. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I'm Wait a minute. Before we go any so further, gotta... before we go any further, that one over your right shoulder, looking at you, your left shoulder, let me see him. I'm going to say that he is, that's an absolute pig. One, two, three, four, five. God, look at the freaking tines on him. Brow tines. I'm going to say that he grosses 188. No, no, no. I wish. I wish. 168. 168. He's, he's, 150s. He's 150s. No. He's just well, well positioned. Yeah. You got he, well positioned. I, late season deer that I took a couple years ago with my bow. Um, actually the night before I, I drove to Indianapolis to ATA show was uh, trying to get it done, got it done on one of my home farms. Great story. I, I did, did all my homework and research and it came together. So, but, uh, Hey, I'm going to tell you this right I'll, now, whoever scored that for you needs to fig- figure out how to use a tape. Cause that's bigger than one fifties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chad's really good at this. I've seen him pick apart deer on the wall. Uh, yeah, that yeah. deer's bigger than 150s, I promise you. <laughs> He's normally within two to three points. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Inches, it, inches, well, inches. Did it make a mess out of your truck's bumper or what? <laughs> yeah, it did. So tell me, Layden, uh, you get fired up. You're a duck hunter. You're into this. You, you're really passionate about big game and deer and whitetail. You host the North American Whitetail with Stan Potts and other guys for OSG. Heck of a show. But this is duck hunting. This is something different. This is like... This is like the ultimate of being a hunter, okay? There's there's desert right. sheep, there's doll sheep, and then there's mallard ducks. Let's not forget that they're at the top of the food chain when it comes to hunters, and I know Skip would agree to that. No offense to big game hunters, Waddell, T-Bone, <laughs> but you guys just aren't duck hunters. And this magazine can teach these deer hunters to be duck hunters too, right, Layden? 100%, man. Just because you're a deer hunter doesn't mean you're a duck hunter. And and this magazine does just that, Chad. And I, I think, you know, I... I knew of the, the Wildfowl magazine before I ever came to, to work at Wildfowl, and I knew of it because of the equipment issue. I mean, that's the magazine I picked up every year to see what I was going to go to, like you said, Max, or 
or Presley's Rogers, go down the list of retailers, Cabela's, whoever it might be that, uh, what I was going to be looking for. And, and I was a guy that, you know, before I ever got into deer hunting, I was duck hunting, you know, I was pulling pills at Eagle Bluffs and just outside of Columbia, Missouri on the Missouri river and hunting with my dad, and my uncle and a couple friends. And, um, can remember the first mallard mallard that I had to dodge because I was sitting on a five gallon buck and uh, bucket in the walk-in area. You know, my dad shot it and just about took me off my seat, but it, it's, it, it pulls at your heartstrings. Skip does a great job with it. Um, our whole edit team does a great job with it. We set you up with the information. And, you know, the thing that I hate about this is, yeah, there's 196 pages of information and we have seven pages of calls and 10 pages of decoys and eight pages of shotguns, but we could use another eight and another 10 and another seven and another six for every category because you hit the nail on the head there as you started to lead into to this question you know, there's all that applicational knowledge. There's all of that situational knowledge. There's all of that material knowledge that we really don't have the time, you know, even though we've got 196 pages to get into, we don't have the space to get into it here. And really that was the impetus for you and and Skip and I teaming up um, on behalf of, of the foul life and, and wildfowl to come to everybody with video extensions. We wanted to sit and say, all right, hey, we've given you the gear list. Here's everything that's new. Here's everything that's relevant in each of its specific categories in waterfowl hunting. But let's talk about what you need to know when you go in because we've all walked into that that Max or that Rogers and we've seen the 40 foot glass case of duck calls. And as a new hunter or maybe even you know a hunter that's five years in and you're just finally starting to build that little bit of confidence where you think you might be able to sit with your buddy who's a great caller on the other side of the pit line and, and blow, blow the reed with him a little bit. Right. But where do you start? You know, what do you, what do you need to know? Are you finishing ducks? Or are you trying to cut them out of the sky? Are you highballing them? What is it that you need to know that allows for you to go down that line and say, man, I don't need, you know, every one of 10 of these first 50 calls. I just need one because I only hunt over decoys or I only hunt out of a layout or I only hunt flooded timber. And, and that is where we really felt like, hey, man, we're, we're missing some information for our folks. We want a better end user. We want a better consumer. We've got some very passionate people, but we want people, uh, you know, through this podcast series to come back and look at the equipment issue and go, okay, you know, I listened to Chad and I, and I listened to Fred and I listened to Skip and I listened to Rob Roberts. And, and I now know that because of the style that I hunt in majority, um, I can look at this, this gear list in the call section. And I know that the jargon call is the call for me. Um, you know, I, I know that let's say the, the greenhead gear decoys are decoys for me and what I'm using. I know that that Yamaha motor is the Yamaha motor that I need for my application. Um, and that, that was really our goal here. And yeah, does it pull up my heartstrings? Dude, who doesn't get 196 picks, uh, pages a year? And that is a water waterfowl hunter, whether they're two days into it or 10 days into it or 10 years into it or 50 years into it and start to get excited, especially in August of all months when, you know, we're within 60 days of teal season. You're just, you're itching, you're itching. Your, your trigger finger is already red. You just, you can't hardly hold, handle it anymore. You got your duck call. You've already drove your wife out of the house or she's drove you out of the house because you won't quit blowing on the darn thing. You've already organized your decoys two different ways. You've already set all your weights the right way. You set your rigs the right way. You've already went out and washed your boat two or three times and made sure that you had everything you need outside of your decoys and your shotgun in it. So, um, you know, it, it couldn't hit at a better time as far as I'm concerned. Our job is, as influencers is to get you geared up for the season. As well, sure as, as well, Layden and Skip, is to influence the importance of the brand and that we have to right. have, we have to stabilize as a conglomerate. And I'm not trying to get tacky here or corny. I truly mean this is that we talk about the second amendment. We talk about ducks unlimited. We talk about Delta. We talk about Safari club international mule deer foundation, Rocky mountain elk, national wild Turkey Federation, quail unlimited pheasants forever. I can go on and on. This is the sweat equity, the, the heart of a hunter, the compassion of a hunter. Well, this brand of wildfowl stands for everything that I just mentioned. And on top of that, it's got tips and tactics. It's got second amendment support. It's got hunter support. It's got conservation support. It's got got retailer support if a company like max understands and they do and presley's and simmons and and paducah shooter supply and um and 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 all of the other great simmons and all the other great retailers in the country 
This is the kickoff of it. It all works together. So we have to understand the importance and the legacy of this brand as something that if you're not subscribed, if you're not supporting stuff like Wildfowl and those aforementioned conservation groups, get started. Understand that the piles only come once in a while. You're not going to get them every day. There's so much more to this lifestyle than the, the, the piling up of birds. And don't get me wrong. I love to kill them. I love to kill them. And I'll eat every one that I kill or teach somebody how to process and butcher them and cook them. But the legacy of wildfowl means more of it is a sacred entity that needs to be put to the forefront by us, the waterfowl hunters and the deer hunters and everything else, because it stands for something that is essential, in my opinion. And that word essential has gotten so popular the last three months it's essential yeah. it's essential to what we believe in so when you pick it up that's what i was trying to get through in the beginning of this skip and lane is that i don't take it for granted i try to dissect it like man look at the thought that went into this why did why did they just do that print ad that way why is this laid out that way and i really get everything that's going on it's it's a movie as you unfold the 196 pages and it's as big as a lot of movie scripts so you're i want people to understand let's be let's become subscribers let's get behind these organizations organizations that help us because without this trust me we're we're, we're going to be struggling for future generations and that's not a secret we need to come together and wildfowl helps us do that of breeding this passion pulling at those heartstrings and making us all part of the same team for us to be able to put, put this podcast out there right now for me personally to know that i got zinc in powers in vandemore and 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 skip is gonna we're gonna be have them on here talking to them these are guys that have years and years not to mention detailed hours and minutes of what it takes to attain success in this field so if wildfowl has the ability to give the audience that then let's make sure that we're doing our part to take care of these sacred entities that mean so much to our livelihood and our culture of being duck hunters outdoorsmen or all around fishermen hunters campers that's what wildfowl stands for it's more than killing a duck so i just want to make sure that people understand that's why we're doing this it's not to sell you a duck call it's not to sell you a, a dozen decoys it's to educate all of us together that this lifestyle is special and there's brands out there like wildfowl and outdoor sportsman's groups that are making moves every day to keep it alive for future generations so let's make sure that we let's make sure that we understand that as we uh as we as we go through this gear issue you know what i mean laden for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's the selling of a lifestyle. And, um, you know, Skip and I talk a lot about the selling of a lifestyle with our staff and, you know, we even right down to the folks that place the ads in the book, um, are, are answering questions for them and helping them understand what it is that's so important, why it is that it, you know, it's relevant for, uh, you know, not, not to have the competing shotgun ads facing one another and looking at you know, the different things, what, why, why would a guy look at a photo, a stock photo of a, a mallard duck that's floating around Central Park Pond and go, well, that's not right. That doesn't fit in this magazine. I need something. I need that duck at Tony Vandemore's place. I need that duck down, you know, landing in the timber instead of a Central Park greenhead. But, you know, that, that it, it's definitely a lifestyle that we're selling 100 percent. And I, I thank you for, um, one, noticing it and two, acknowledging it because Skip and his team work really hard at making sure that that's what you see when you open these pages, whether it's the gear issue um, or our April, May issue or, or our winter issue. They're, they're always on point. They're always working hard to make sure that they're putting the right elements together when it comes to building this magazine. I agree. And I think when you, when you hear stuff like that, Skip, and you know, it's, it's almost like um, when you watch, let's say Freddie on TV, and I've talked to Freddie in detail and depth about that people really only see you get 22 minutes on a TV show, but they don't understand the hours and hours that went in to making that happen. So what I try to do is put myself in your guys' shoes and understand what it takes to build this out. I mean, it's not easy. It's not, it's an endeavor that when you bite this off, you're like your commitment, you got deadlines, you got interviews, you got articles, you got, you got so much stuff going on and getting the play sent to the printers and then, and then all of those different logistical things that make it happen. I try to put myself in your shoes, Skip, of leading this up and, knowing when it's done, it's almost like a songwriter. Like when is it completed? When can I go to print? When do I put my stamp on this? And I think as I look at this one, Skip, I think it's your finest piece of work to date as far as the layout and just how well everything flows together. Um, 
I don't know if if that's biased just because it's brand new and it's 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 got me giddy, but it's very nicely done, and I'm sure that you were very prideful when you sent it to the printer, huh? Yeah, we we have a. It's funny. It's almost daunting. It you think that after you finally send the thing to press, you'd have this overwhelming sense of relief. No, I lay in bed like the next night going thinking about whether we got everything right. Cause it is <laughs> such a psychotically passionate audience. The duck people. We, I think you said to me once, Chad, that you think there's more predator hunters in the United States than there are duck hunters in total numbers, but there's no group that's even, even close. I don't think as far as the passion that drives the thing and, and waterfowlers are super critical. I, I went to uh, eider hunting in Maine and um, the guys that took me were local DU chapter. They had, all 30 years, every issue for 30 years saved up. All three of the guys did. Who does that, you know? Um, we are joking about um, men's the men's reading room that we all spend an hour or so <laughs> in every day. Uh, I always joke that I don't know if magazines would still be in, in business if it wasn't for the bathrooms of the world. But um, So you're you saying know, that women don't, you're saying, you don't What's think that, that? We, you don't think that women read in there? <laughs> I don't know how many uh, read hunting magazines, but uh, more and more every year is my understanding. But the way that people save these magazines just tells you so much, and it and it gives you this this big feeling of responsibility to try and get it right. As like Layton was you you can't about. throw them away. You can't throw them away. And the thing that you said yeah. in there that stuck out is I could picture you laying in bed that night after thinking about if Belding's going to mm-hmm. notice that you stole my analogy for the cover. <laughs> yeah. Probably kept him up late. He's, he's all talking. It, talk. uh, it probably did, yeah. No, I mean, and there's truth to that. When you look at this, we've got 100 different advertisers that we work with in this this page alone. And so, you know, Skip and, and the crew, myself, everybody's working hard to make sure that, you know, we give proper representation of the products that are not only out there in the marketplace, but also the products from each of these advertisers that are paying and hoping to to, you know, get some coverage as part of that as well. And I mean, that's part of the game. I'm just stating the obvious there. I'm not telling people anything they don't know, but then Skip has to make sure that everything beyond those hundred advertisers is covered as well. And I would, I would commend Skip on this one um, and not to, you know, pat his back because, you know, I work with him, but same time he tackled this one all by himself this year um, because we had an associate editor that got a new opportunity moved on and we're just now hiring a new associate editor. We're looking forward to bringing on, but Skip's tackled this sucker all by himself. And, all the meanwhile, his his mean boss has been trying to say, hey, you know, we need to evolve into the future. People need to read just more than the magazine of, of, of Wildfowl. They need to understand more the lifestyle of Wildfowl. We need to share with them what we're doing in social media, what we're doing on the web, what we're doing from a day-to-day standpoint. Skip, I want them to know what it looks like when you put a picture together, you know, or a layout, photo layout together in in the magazine for an article or whatever it might be. So, you know, I, I would say that there's a lot that goes into this. There was even more that went into it this year because we've gone down this endeavor with you, Chad, and, and trying to broaden how we deliver wildfowl, the lifestyle and the brand. And, and, you know, skip kudos to you, my man. I know I've already told you, but you know, I, I'm glad to hear Chad already acknowledging that as well too, because he's seen his, his work of art this year. So good job, buddy. Yeah, it's truly awesome. And, you know, we go from the decoys, we then we go into duck calls, then we go into blinds. What is it about blinds, guys, girls, break it down. What kind of dog blind do you need? Do you need to do pit blind for your rice check? Are you a panel blind hunter? Are you an A-frame hunter? Are you a ground blind hunter? They're all in this gear issue, blind covering, fast grass, and different kinds of, of technology to use. The, there's new manufacturers that are coming into this space of building concealment systems. Then we go into boats and motors. And how awesome is it to be a boat operator with a, with a surface drive flying through timber and getting to a duck hole in the morning as long as you're safe and respectful at a public boat ramp in Arkansas. And we're not fist fighting over there, guys. Come on, we're all duck hunters <laughs> over here. But we got layout boats and we got tons of manufacturers that that are into that and the motor section is just so complete with so many details and then retriever accessories what kind of collar are you running what kind of vest are you running what kind of blind and, and platform and and kennel how are you protecting your dog while you're on the road what kind of bumpers and what kind of food are you feeding what kind of diet is your dog experiencing so that's all in here i'm looking at it as i go through there's supplements for dogs in here there's hints on how to make sure that your dog is living his or her best life and then after that it goes right into shotguns 
what's going on in the shotgun world. How can shotguns get any better from what they've been doing in the last five years? They do. There's manufacturers out there like Benelli. We have George Thompson joined by Tony Vandemore to come on and talk about shotguns and what it means to have that dependability in the blind. Are we a little bit biased towards Benelli? Yes, but that does not mean that there's other great manufacturers out there. And in the Wildfowl Gear issue, you can read all about it. Go online, get more details about it, then listen to this podcast and get even more shotgunning how-tos from not just George Thompson, product development manager at Benelli USA, Tony Vanamore, founder and owner with the McCauley's for Habitat Flats, one of the top known names in waterfowl hunting. And then on top of that, we're going to have an ammo uh, episode with Dan Compton from Federal Premium Black Cloud and Rob Roberts from Rob Roberts Custom Gunworks in Northeast Arkansas to talk about the system. Here we go. From shotguns, we got loads and choke tubes. Now we're mixing those sights, those choke tubes, those ammos, and that gun for that overall system that is going to give us that dependability and confidence when those ducks, those geese present that shot, that opportunity that we want to capitalize on. We didn't come this far to fail. We didn't work all those days and get through the dog days of summer and training our dogs and learning how to call and up at the sporting clay range. We have come this far to make sure that we capitalize when those mallards flutter down into the trees and we don't want it to go click and we don't want to wound a bird. So what system are we going to go out and pattern to make sure that we're successfully and ethically harvesting these birds at normal ranges from 15 to 45 yards and killing them dead so our dogs can bring them back and not cripple him for Mr. Coyote or Mrs. Hawk to swoop down and take a cripple out of the marsh. It's all, it happens, it's going to happen, but we want to try to prevent that. So now we're into chokes and we got the ammunition, we got the guns, we got the sights, and then we go into hunting accessories. You talk about covering it all from different components for your four-wheelers, your UTVs, UTVs, ATVs, hunting accessories, blind bags, decoy storage, backpack systems, lanyard systems, sunglasses, and eye protection and coolers to keep your ducks frozen as you travel across state lines by keeping one wing on and making sure that those game wardens are readily avail- uh, 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 have the ability to readily identify that species. Learn the laws and regulations of the different states that you're going to be traveling to and hunting. But the wildfowl gear issue has coolers in here. They have, they have GPS and apps and different things that are going to make your hunt more successful. And then we go into more gear, clothing and waders and camouflage and what's Realtree doing and what's Banded doing and what are the different manufacturers doing to up their game with the new technology. I see a print ad in here that was designed by Josh Dawkin at Bandon called the Aspire Series. You're going to hear Dawkin come onto this podcast with Skip and I and talk about what is Aspire and what's Banded doing with new technology to evolve apparel and the systems that we're wearing, the layering systems, the seasonal systems, and teaching us that we can stay in the field long and be drier, be warmer, be comfortable for longer periods of time with all the great manufacturing out there. Waders in, in this issue, footwear and boots and vest and timber gear and marsh gear and boating gear. It's all in the gear issue for Wildfowl Magazine, 196 pages of bad assery. That's what I call it. Skip, you did an awesome <laughs> job. I'm excited. I'm giddy about talking about it. I know that bad assery is going to end up on the next cover, so I might we might as well let that one out of the bag right now. Here's our next cover. But good job, guys. But good job, guys. I mean, I get really passionate about it because it's so well done, and it's it's very it's very fair. It gives people the ability to make a decision based on very fair testing, critiques, experiences, knowledge. They can go do a little bit more research on themselves by themselves and get the gear that's going to make 2021 the best season. We've been dealing with so much crap the last three months, four months, 120 days, and we're itching. Like Layton said, we're itching. We want to get on the boat and fish. We want to get out in the marsh. We want to go hunting. We want to see those skies full of ducks. So this this gear issue is like the kickoff to that, not to mention brand new episodes of the Foul Life TV airing right now exclusively on the Outdoor <laughs> Channel, brought to you by Benelli. Thank you for letting me put that in there, Skip. It's a ton of work. Go ahead. No, you go on ahead, buddy. I was just saying it's a ton of work, but it's a sure labor of love. And it's a, it's a wonderful feeling when we, when we get it done and, uh, everyone can take a nice little vacation in late July into their, into their magazine. Um, I think Kelly Powers told, told us at some point, um, that July really sees just a dramatic spike in, in retail. 
for um, waterfowl related stuff. And then it, there's almost a little lull again in August and then it takes off again, but everyone's really had enough of summer by July after July 4th and they're, and they're leaning toward the season. And I appreciate you helping us create some excitement about this issue, Chad. Heck yeah, man. I love it. I think that, uh, I think that people are, I've seen it already. I've seen it in what we do of how excited people are, are, acting right now in July of 2020 that it's 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 time to get back to what we really love and we've been scared people have been nervous people have been taught that that we that you know the six feet rule and and hunters are used to seclusion we're used to being able to survive out there and be a provider so that's nothing new to us but on the other end of that spectrum in the teeter-totter is the camaraderie of duck camp and I've said it before that it's the best place in the world I put duck camp Arkansas America up against the Eiffel Tower any day of the week and it will smoke it if the tourists really know what they're trying to get in life. Now, not to say that the architecture is not beautiful of the Roman Colosseum, but there's nothing like the Prairie Wings Duck Lodge in Arkansas to sit there on a Wednesday night with stars in the sky knowing that it's going to be windy in the morning, having maybe just one to two cold beers, maybe one and a half if you're skip, and then getting to bed (laughs) early enough to where you wake up and you get to experience everything in this gear issue and put it to work. How do you use a jerk string what does muddy water and chocolate milk effect mean to ducks how do you make that presentation that you're painting look as real as possible when those mallards or geese come off their roost and approach you either in a dry field or in a in a in a roost in a in a day loaf pond are they coming into the timber in the morning off of the rice of arkansas to feed get an acorn and stay safe from any eagles or coyotes are we hunting the columbia river basin in oregon the snake river in idaho the missouri river in western north dakota the the, the i mean the yellowstone river that flows through billings montana i've had some amazing mallard hunts and all of these different spectacles and skip you've been just as many places if, uh, as I have, if not more, all over the world. Rosie Bills in Argentina and Uruguay duck hunting and Peru waterfowl hunting. And there's there's duck hunting all over, but this gear issue gets us started. Yes, 4th of July is over. We didn't even get to see fireworks. So it's time to make our own by having an unbelievable, unforgettable, memorable storybook season. We don't even get to watch baseball the right way this year. We don't even know if the NFL is going to be into effect. What is LeBron James doing? right now this is a crazy time but we know as duck hunters that we have the gear issue to fall back on right now and get ready for august 15th when some of you absolute weirdos start chasing canada geese in 98 degree heat (laughs) i don't understand it but good luck to you i love the fact that we have so many different abilities in this country to hunt and be an american hunter we do not take it for granted it's not an entitlement it's a privilege Remember that we're blessed to live this life and the wildfowl gear issue reiterates that. So let's keep that in mind as we read these pages. And as we get into the season, let's stay safe. Let's stay legal. Let's stay ethical. Let's not be that mad at them. And let's respect the resource and have compassion, respect for hunters as a whole and work together with brands like wildfowl and OSG to make sure that this culture kicks butt for so many generations to come because I'm 45 and I'm probably going to hunt until I'm 97, 98, by the way, my body's built right now. And it's like, just like what, you know, skip, welcome to the gun show. Right. Like that was a total joke, but I, I want, I want us to just take care of this heritage and that's what wildfowl means to me. So Layton force, any closing words before we sign off with the intro episode of the foul life wildfowl series, 2020, 21 gear issue powered by wildfowl and outdoor sportsman's group. We're going to have a heck of a series guys. Can't wait for you guys and girls to hear and see the guests we have, the stories we have coming up, the knowledge, the tips, the tactics, Layton force. Thanks for everything. Any closing words, my man. Oh man, I appreciate it. Like I said, I, I appreciate you seeing the vision of what we're looking to do here. You know, Skip and I have our chance to put our thumbprint on the next generation of what wildfowl is for our community and for our lifestyle. And and I don't want the folks to think for a second that um, we're not respecting that opportunity. And you know, uh, to to those which much is given, much is expected. And uh, both of us have stepped up to the plate, and you know, we're, we're getting to partner with folks like yourself that see where we want to take this. And uh, this is just the beginning of it. It's awesome to be able to work with you and the Foul Life Nation on this project um, to be able to expand awareness of both our brands and the lifestyle. And I, I, I can't thank you enough, and I, I can't wait for everybody to see what's coming. Me neither. Skip Skipper, the stealer of words from Chad Belding. That's almost like a public publishing deal that. <laughs> 
a songwriter could get a little bit upset, you know. Skip, <laughs> Skip, did you steal it from me? Be honest, right here. Put your right hand up. That's your left hand, Skip. Anything that's that cliche, I absolutely stole from you. You 100%. You know, I'm going to steal some more words from you, Chavez. I wrap it up, too. It's hard to follow Layden, you silver tongue W. But um, you, you mentioned to me some t- at some point, I'm going to steal more of your words here, that, that it's really about your time invested in people. The passion drives the thing for waterfowlers, and this book is so fun to do. Like Layden said, you could fill the entire thing front to back with with just retriever accessories or just calls, but we try and give everyone as much of everything as we can in this issue. And and um, getting back to what you said, Chad, it's uh, it's your time invested out there. You don't want to cut corners with your clothes. You want to stay stay out there as comfortably as you can. You want a boat that you know floats and motors that run. And um, it's fun to just be a part of that because everyone's investing their time and time's the most precious commodity anymore. Um, we don't want to waste any. You need your gun to go boom, like you said. More stealing of Chad's words. So we appreciate the opportunity to do this. I'd also just like to give a, a shout out to my super talented art director, Chuck Beasley, Charles Beasley. He's one that really, I dump it all on him and he, and he does his magic with it. And he's always doing a hell of a job and working very hard. Yep. Chuck, good job, yep. Chuck. I appreciate it, guys. I'm excited, and I and kudos to your guys' team. Just getting this thing out to print and out to the mailboxes is a big job, and it's very well done. So, again, guys, girls, old, young, newbies, veterans of this culture, check it out. The 2020-2021 Waterfowl Season Wild Fowl 196-page Giant Annual Gear Issue. <laughs> You're going to hear a lot of cool stories coming up. We literally, I, I, I got a tease from Fred Zink about just, here's what we got coming up, and we're going to end it by this. Fred Zink is coming on here twice. He is going to talk about, I, I don't know if we should let it all out of the bag, Skip, about what we're going to have him talk about, but just think about getting in his brain about decoys and then about blinds. And the involvement of blinds, not just what's on the market, but how to use them, how to direct shadow. What does sunshine mean? What does a low overcast cloud mean? What about wind? What about decoys in accordance to your ground blind or your panel grind? What about a false line? I call it a false line. Freddie calls it different things of making a tree row or a rock pile to where you're mixing in with the natural vegetation. How much work are we willing to put in to not just kill them, but to write a story to create a memory to leave a legacy on that Saskatchewan pea field or that flooded timber in Stuttgart, Arkansas, or on the Chesapeake Bay and the Eastern shore. If we're up there with Mr. Sean Mann or in North Dakota or in Western, in, in, let's say that we're in Rochester, Minnesota with Scott Trinan and we're trying to get big Canada's with six inches of fresh snow and sun on the ground. How are we going to leave our legacy on all of those different parts of this country, Canada, South America, all over this world? We're the American waterfowl hunter. That's why we support. That's why we read. That's why we subscribe to wildfowl Chad building the foul life podcast. 2020-21 giant annual gear issue by Wildfowl. 196 pages of pure genius. Tom, hit that button. This is 2AM Logic. The song is called My Foul Life. Y'all get ready for the next eight or nine episodes. You're going to love it. Appreciate all the support. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast. We shall talk to you all soon.